You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. This is someone that I've actually, you know, recently met, but just from her energy and also the um, attention to detail in her work, the level of professionalism and authenticity in the work that she creates, I'm very attracted to. Um, so without any further ado, please introduce yourself. I was going to be like, do you know how to say my name? Put you on the spot. <laughs> Go for it. Um, my name is Dove, um, singer, songwriter, um, based in New York. Nice, nice. Well, welcome to The Open Canvas. Thank you. Hey, yeah. So, yeah, let's tell the story in terms of how we, you know, connected. Like, I'll let you sell it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Rem- and I like telling people how I find their stuff because it could help them, you know, like know what platforms people are receiving to. Right. And I really, I really can't remember how I. I found it via Instagram, but I don't remember what led me to it. Mm. Um, and then I went on the SoundCloud, and um, I really liked. There was one about basketball player philanthropist. Qua, yeah. And I was I was listening to that, and I just really liked how the discussion went. Um, so I kept going <laughs> and um, then I reached out to you via email yes I believe yeah, yeah. Um, and I just want it was just interesting the back and forth so I just wanted to know like who you were and what it was what what the open canvas was and um, I'd never done a podcast before and mm. I never felt that strongly I also don't know much about it but I also never felt that strongly about ones that I'd heard I was right. like ooh I would love to like sit down and like speak to you well thank you thank yeah. you really and in you sort of reaching out to me mm. I just sort of did my research and sort of went into like the rabbit hole of your music right. as well and your, a good word, yeah, <laughs> your videos and, and all the work that you've sort of put out mm-hmm. and I'm just like super impressed you know mm-hmm. like and I, and I said it before just the attention to detail mm-hmm. and also just the, the, the level of quality that mm-hmm. you put into your work it's, mm-hmm. it's really amazing thank you um, so for those who don't know like what type of music do you record like what what type of artist are you uh uh, so i would say i don't know like when i started recording i really didn't know what i was doing so i didn't i didn't latch on to a genre i just said um this is going to be i'm going to try singing and songwriting Mm. and i didn't limit to myself to any genre i didn't limit myself to any genre when i started but i would say that now it's it's like a fuse of kind of alternative R&B electronic it it pulls from different you know different elements Um, especially since I'm also really open to different types of beats so I may like sing like a alternative R&B person on what would be a song on what would be considered like a hip hop beat or something so I don't really know what genre but I guess that would be a way to like put it together yeah so where are you from? I'm from Long Island New York uh, I was born in the city, mm-hmm. uh, but I am Long Island in heart, at heart, suburban suburban kid. And we moved. I moved around a lot, uh, but New York was always home. Like I lived in Brooklyn shortly. Mm. Um, Where in Brooklyn? Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember. It was. Um, I was going to school in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I was back and forth, and um, but yeah, like living living outside of New York definitely gives me a different perspective because mm. I'm not from here. Mm. You know, I'm not from the city. And even though you're just 45, 40 minutes outside, right, right, right. it's so different. So yeah, what yeah. was Connecticut like then? So I went to boarding school. Mm-hmm. 
And Connecticut was a place that I had absolutely no connection to whatsoever. Mm. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any family there. Um, so starting at that place uh, was very, um, I guess, intense mm. because I was only 13 or 12. Mm. So it was very intense like start school living away from home. Right. Um, but I think I was better off for it. It was a really amazing experience. A um, lot of... You know, it's high school. Right. Things happen. Right. You grow. Um, but yeah, it was definitely interesting living in Connecticut, but being from New York and going back and forth, but mm. you're outside in the suburbs. So right. it's kind of like a... I know you're living yeah. two different worlds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So were you into any creativity at this time, like while you were in school or were you just like, I'm just here to get my grades and go home? Um, <laughs> no, because I didn't, I felt... I did creative things, but I felt as if I wasn't a creative person. Does Yo, that make sense? That is like such a real statement you just made. Like, I just want you to just like that. So many, I think, young people like think that. Right. It's like almost the like you do different things here and there. You try your hand at different right. things, but almost labeling yourself something is right. like something that's like, do I even want to do exactly. that? Like, so, so exactly. So, how is it for you? Like, what types of things were you getting involved in? I was, I, well, I played the violin mm-hmm. since I was in elementary school. I stopped um, in high school because it was really intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, then I started to have to care about, what's it called, like, lessons in between classes, right. if I wanted to make first chair at, like, a prestigious <laughs> boarding school, you know, it was yeah. like, I, I just did this for fun. Yeah. And a lot of the um, looseness that I had when I was doing it in elementary or middle school, like I felt like it was becoming more rigorous mm. and more intense. So I was like, no. So that's how I knew it wasn't something I was that passionate about. Because once it started getting tough, I wanted to like peace out on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I played the violin for a couple years. And that was basically the most... I did dance. I did. A, I joined the hip-hop club in my yeah. school. Um, but it wasn't... I didn't know I wanted to be a singer at all mm. until I was... Uh, like 21 I was gonna say it like that kid no, in the video uh, 21, 21. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that in right there. I was like yeah <laughs> that's why I thought I was like should right. I make that joke or, no no okay. it's all good it's all yeah good. so it was really like there was a huge chunk of time that I just did not think creative anything was yeah. any part of my path whatsoever right not sure what I wanted to do then when I got into college I got really intense like academically so Mm. it was just something that really like exploded for me when I went abroad oh really college yeah really where'd you go to college I went to Villanova and it's in I don't know if you know it's in um Pennsylvania I did a study so one of the majors I did I did a study abroad program my sophomore spring uh and I went to Korea and that was very kind of spontaneous even just getting my application together and um, getting ready to peace out Mm -hmm. Um, but even in that trip it was from february to june Mm. it was the last week before i had to come back to the states that i started singing Mm. so it wasn't there was no lead up there was no build up right it was just such a random like try this but it felt like a calling and it, yeah I, I haven't stopped since it that's was amazing really crazy yeah. amazing. so tell me about that experience um it was just in my dormitory room there's <laughs> <laughs> nothing as fancy it was just in my dorm room and i was doing music blogging mm. i was writing articles about you know um it was it was when blogs were more um diverse there were a lot of still smaller blogs yeah. now it's kind of like the big 
ones and the little ones have right. kind of died away. Do you remember that time? That was like that a was time. a minute ago. Yeah, yeah I remember. No. You would like hunt the blogs to see like yeah. what's new and stuff. Yeah. Social media hadn't taken over in terms right. of music news yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, I think I was just maybe on the top end of that mm. fading out because you know any everybody was writing. You know, right. there were so many little outlets and um. That's how I always had this interest in music, um, but I started to get kind of, I don't know, I lost the fervor for it because I was writing about people creating stuff. And I was like, mm. I want to make something, mm. you know? And I was always had to, and I would go ham on it. I would research <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, this person did this and it's awesome. And I was like, I could do this too. Yeah, so yeah. I wanted to try it, um, wow. Wow. but writing wasn't what I felt passionate about hmm. um, after some time. So I realized that uh, I was just going to try to make a song. Yeah. And I literally recorded it like on headphones like that, on yeah. the mic and headphones <laughs> in GarageBand on wow. my laptop. Wow. And that's how it started. Wow. Do you remember that song? Or do you, like... Yeah, it was the EP called Pillow Talk. Okay. Old. <laughs> very, very old. Unmixed, unmastered. Recorded in <laughs> headphones. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was my first, um, that was like the first project mm. I released. Mm. I didn't know what I was doing. No, was really? Awesome. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, like, what was that experience like even creating something of your own after being someone who documented other people's right. music? Like, to create something of your own, was it like, did you feel vulnerable? Was it like exciting? What, what did you experience doing that? I, I really didn't know what I was doing. It was like, um, just try it. Mm. And I felt good about it. But the thing that fascinated me about making the music was it wasn't just, oh, I'm making music and putting it out. I felt myself changing as a person mm. as I was making it. It was making me look at myself more intensely than I had previously. And it was making me uh, self-reflect because now I'm mm. writing things down and I'm using my experience to write these things down. So it's making me think about, okay, this thing happened. What do you think about that? And how would you like to express that to other people? Right. You know, things that, like, I wouldn't really use that thought process as much before. 100%. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, wow. it was a very insightful time. And I was I was 19, so mm. it was very, like, yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> life, yeah, in general. No, that's amazing. And, yeah. I, and I think as a music lover, mm. like, I sort of think about, like, what music does for me. Right. Like, and how it sort of, like, impacts my life the way right. I think, how I even feel. Right. And just to even hear you say that as right. the artist, someone right. who creates, right. I didn't even give that much thought. Mm. Like a project not only changes the listener, it also mm. changes the person who's creating it right. as well. Right. You know? So yeah. that's that's really dope to hear. Yeah. You know, so like nineteen now, like at this time you, you you know, release your first project, are you sort of feeling like, Okay, I wanna do more of this or do I have more life to live to sort of like gain more experience? Where were you at? Like I was um I was still in school, so yeah. that's the thing. That's the big thing about it. Like, I was still in school, so I had this cushion. Mm -hmm. You know, it yeah, wasn't like, yeah, yeah. is this going to be your career? Are you going <laughs> to do this seriously? It's do or die. You know, it's like, I didn't have that option. Yeah. I didn't have that because I still had class to go to tomorrow right. morning. Right, <laughs> right, it's like, right. So it was something I would, that would, I was very, I took very seriously, but in the back of my head, it still felt really safe. Absolutely. Because it was, an extracurricular right. something I did right. um, in addition to um, classes mm. uh, so I felt good about it because once I started feeling better about making music I was able to start reaching out to people and mm. that was a really exciting part of it because mm. you know if you do something like when I was doing things in school um, 
things that are related to school you don't have a reason to email a stranger if you think about it you know what i mean it's explain, like, explain. It's like, okay you're just a person right and <laughs> you're living your life mm-hmm. and you go to school and all your friends that are not in your classes you know from the sports or the clubs that you do or mm. maybe the odd person or two you met when you went to a party somewhere right if you're emailing people it's probably about a job <laughs> you know what i mean That's like it, you yeah. know it's like it's like it was re- i really felt good about reaching out to people uh with a common interest and something mm. that i was really passionate about so it was really cool to have a reason to connect to other music makers um, in a way that I hadn't before. Right, right. Uh, so that was really cool and eye-opening for me because I made it in a vacuum. I, mm. I was I didn't have any like, oh, my friend is a singer, I want to try it, or my friend's a producer. I didn't really have that atmosphere. I wasn't surrounded by musical people. Right, right. So I kind of created, I was making this world for myself. Mm. Um, and I liked that it could be extended, like mm-hmm. I could extend myself to other people. Um, so that was fun. And then through that, I was able to meet more people or make uh, music, try different sounds. And then it just kept growing mm-hmm. um, from there. And then when I graduated, that's when it got like really like intense. Because mm-hmm. then it was like, okay, you don't have the cushion of school anymore. Like, right. How serious are you about this? Right. And that's when it got like real. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then it got real. Yeah. <laughs> so like being abroad and, and all those things, like how did this also influence like your sort of like coming into your own musically like how did that sort of play a part into it being abroad mm, i think i think when you go overseas i think a lot of people could identify with this you just it's like a self-exploration like you have academic responsibilities but sometimes they'll be less intensive than what you're doing Mm. abroad so that's a lot of free time uh, what you're doing at your homeschool so that's a lot of free time right and you are just learning about yourself people use it as times to experiment they use it as times to um maybe reveal certain parts of themselves they were scared to Mm. uh when they're back at home uh it's a very it can be if you allow it to if you want it to be it could be a very introspective period so i think it wasn't like korea is just awesome like i was in seoul Mm -hmm. i love it Mm -hmm. uh but i think it was also the fact that I was overseas mm. away from anything that was familiar to me. Right. That was like, and then uh, the cherry on top was that it's Seoul, you know, yeah. such like a, I love that city. Yeah. But um, I think it was just being away from everything that I was comfortable with. Mm. And that's what started the growth. And that ended up playing into my music and mm. how I viewed life and everything. Mm. It just, nah. just mingled up in there. Yeah. So I've, I've never been, you got to tell me what's it like there. I love it. <laughs> Go in. I, want I love it. it. Um, so when I first went, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with a program. So I was with a bunch of um, other like foreigners, uh, people from the States, uh, people who studied in different colleges. And they were doing this program for this period of time, too, for like half a semester. Right. Uh, and that was fun. But... <laughs> I made no, it was great. But I made some friends at this bar I would always go to. Wow. Yeah. Always go to. What's the name of the bar? It's closed. Oh. Closed down. Okay, okay. I'm gonna leave it anonymous. <laughs> I want people digging up. Looking for it. <laughs> but um I was always there and um I befriended the three people that worked there mm. and we we bonded really well. Mm. Um and one of them was a super close friend of mine. Like 
two of them I considered like, well, there's three of them, like three musketeers. I yeah. Think it <laughs> um, but I, I got really close with um, two of them over the years. Mm. And um, it was just, I felt so close to them that I came back to Korea to see them mm. uh, and to see if music was something that I could do there because once I graduated, I, you know, I went into a job, mm -hmm. like I was doing the thing, but I felt I wasn't developed as a person. Mm. So it wasn't even about just making, oh, I want to do music. I, I just felt like no matter where I was, mm. um, corporate wise, I wasn't being my best self because mm. I just still had a lot of unanswered questions. Mm. And I think part of that was like growing up sheltered and like things at home. It's like I didn't have opportunities to, or I didn't allow myself or I wasn't raised in a way that threw me into a situation where I had to like line up my feet. You know right, what I mean? Figure it, out. it was very easy. So mm. I wanted to, I wanted to pull the rug from underneath mm. myself. Mm. And um, so I took a step back from that and I said, I just graduated. Mm. Let me use this time to actually travel. Right, right. So, I went there for a month mm -hmm. and I had released a project called Through No Fault of Your Own mm -hmm. and I like shared it with people there and I just met different DJs, I went to different clubs and I just felt what it was like being there in Seoul and the response was really positive and even for you know people that didn't know me just meeting me they were so supportive and welcoming to me mm -hmm. so I decided to come back was it like a year and a half later and that's yeah. when I stayed for like or two years later and that's when I stayed for a year and mm -hmm. worked on my most recent project nice. with you in mind here. nice that is such a good point to make in terms of sort of like recognizing within yourself like i have more life to live like right i need to live a little bit more right right i needed to, to grow yeah, yeah i definitely needed to grow so i took a step back definitely so right. so what were some of the things you were learning about yourself and just living during that time uh. period <laughs> <laughs> um okay so going to korea I was 19, so I had just gotten out of a really bad relationship mm. that was under two years. Mm. So I traveled after that, mm. and that was a whole tumultuous thing. And then after I got back, I felt that I had to answer the question, like, how serious do you want to take your music? Mm. Do you feel like this is something you want to do? And I don't, I've, I've done different things. I've done, you know, the athletic thing. I've done like violin briefly, but right. I didn't feel the calling the way that I did with the music and right. it was invigorating. I was mm. like, ooh, but still you had to, do you, like you're, you gotta work and stuff. Like, are you gonna do this? Like, right. are you serious about it? Cause I felt, I felt, I knew that when I was doing it, I couldn't have do it mm. it's like you either gonna put establish this as a hobby or you're gonna put your all into it and mm. at that point that was what i needed to do right yeah. um uh what was the question no, <laughs> <laughs> like just in regards to sort of like the things you learned about yourself leading up to right yeah. mm -hmm. um so i learned how sheltered i was mm. and that bothered me because i was i always felt as if i was a very self-sufficient self-sufficient yeah. <laughs> yeah i always felt like i was a self-sufficient person yeah but i noticed like you know with family things um when i started carving my own way i would be met with pushback mm. which is how i realized i never went off the path that was decided for me by my family so i was i was starting to realize like but you know, I want to try something else. And I would just get like a rubber band. I would just mm. get, as soon as I stretched out, it would like snap back into mm. place. And I started feeling resistance to 
exploring who I really was and exploring my real potential. And I didn't take kindly to that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take kindly to the fact that it was people who cared about me that were trying to prevent me from realizing my true self. Mm-hmm. Even if that, even if they didn't realize the spiritual element of it, but it was very personal and very important for mm-hmm. me. Uh, so then I started like, I went a whole 180. I was gonna be, um, I was practicing for law school. Like I was mm-hmm. studying pol- political science. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, skirt. No. <laughs> and then I realized my heart wasn't in it. I was just doing what I was told. And I didn't have anything against I think I I'm I'm a nerd. Like I love reading. I think education is super important. But if I made that choice, I wanted it to be because that's what I wanted. Your that choice. was a choice I wanted, yeah. not because I was pushed into it. Cuz I didn't want to be someone and I've seen it. I didn't want to be someone even late 20s, 30s, 40s regretting their comfortable house comfortable financial situation but regretting their entire lives right I, like i did not want that for myself so right. i was like whatever like bullet i have to bite now mm. i'll do that so i learned how sheltered i was um i learned how hard on myself i was too mm. because i blamed myself for being sheltered which doesn't really make sense because you can't control some things in your life like when you're 10 you're going to the school that your parents picked out you know you're not right. making every decision for yourself right. so sometimes i would get mad that um you know that i wasn't i didn't have more grit you know that yeah. i wasn't because my mind was self-sufficient but i had to learn how to navigate you know the world in the way that i wanted yeah um so i took that doing this whole music thing was like okay this is what you're doing without that safety blanket that you used to have. Mm. And so that's been very eye-opening because now I feel like I'm living, you know, yeah. without the, yeah. you know, someone holding your hand the whole way. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. No, I, I can actually relate to that in regards to like almost being your worst critic. Right. Or your oh, best critic, right, I should say. Right, right. Oh <laughs> you know, and sort of like putting so much onto yourself. Right. And not really giving yourself a chance to breathe. Right. You know? I never did. <laughs> I was always on my case. I was always on my case. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. If nobody else was. No, I'll be just... chilling. I'll be like, nah, did you see what I just did? <laughs> nah, nah, what? but, but yeah. I think what you're saying in regards to like sort of learning and like finding your creative outlet, right, right, it sort right. of helps you to sort of learn to right. sort of like allow yourself right. to grow as a creative right. and not to be so hard on yourself. Right. You know? Yeah. Right, and I feel like it's helped me become a better person, mm. which I wouldn't trade mm. for any. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't go if I went back in time and oh, you know. Uh, this would have been easier for you if you had done this or whatever, but I wouldn't have been the person that I am. And I wouldn't trade the hardships that Mm. I went through to get to where I am today or to be who I am today. I think that's the thing about music. It's not just about, for me at least, it it wasn't just about um, making music that sounds nice or Mm. blah, blah, blah. It was about becoming a better person through the process and inspiring other people to do the same. Like I wanted, but like a huge thing about my music is is inspiring people to heal. Mm. So I didn't want to take that away from what I was doing. So I think that regardless of the crazy things, people would like, you really moving across the I said, just, <laughs> my friend was telling me how crazy it was. I was like, do not so let I'm me th- it overthink yeah, it because yeah. I'm not going to do it if you keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, like those things I wanted to, not just part of my journey, but also share it with other people, inspire mm. them to do the same. Because it's the people that break through the molds that are set through them that help spark this like exciting change. Mm. And you don't know who you could um, 
touch who could go on to do something great also right um in various scales it doesn't have to be like fame it could be just like in their community or like in their school or just wherever they're at yeah yeah so i think it's touching on something that's like really like important Mm. creating and being a creative like is also a form of like finding out who you are right self-discovery and like like you said it's like becoming a better person like growing right you know it's all a part of it Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's what um you know sometimes people who may not be involved in the arts may not see Mm -hmm. is like no we're not just doing this for like vanity exactly like we're trying to become better people exactly you know we're trying to share it and share it with other people another hard thing yeah Yeah. sharing that energy with others so they can feel it and internalize it and become better from it right you know so that's a that's definitely like major that's major yeah i think so and i think especially now like with all that's going on i think it's a very crucial time for people to heal and i'm very very serious like about putting positive um work out there Mm. and uplifting stuff and i also um i'm very particular with like what i write Mm. and how i write it and i think music is one of the most powerful tools that we have so i think if you're gonna expect someone or you're gonna know that somebody's putting your words in their ears and playing it over and over again Mm. choose those words carefully Mm. and i don't take it lightly when people say certain things because i was like you know that's going to be looped yeah and you know that's going to be in a 10 year old's ear yeah and you know that a five-year-old's going to hear that Mm. you know what i mean i don't take it lightly (laughs) i'm like i got feelings that's real real. (laughs) yeah but you know I, i try to think about those things when i write wow um these days yeah yeah so you were telling us after sort of your college experience and sort of breaking into like after you know turning 21 and sort of breaking into sort of creating 21 yeah (laughs) (laughs) creating your new work yeah tell us about that now that you sort of like gain sort of a sense of confidence and understand like okay i'm doing something that feels like me right you know like exactly what, what sort of like was your next step after that well, the funny thing is, uh, when I made my last project, I was in I was in Seoul, and I worked with um, a whole bunch of producers out there, mm. and it was experimental by nature, and I went into that um, thinking that I wanted to play around with what type of music I wrote, and um, how I sang it, what I talked about, how I sang it, the production that I sang on. I wanted to... Um, be open with it and it was collaborative so it's it was something that i wanted the producers input of course like right. their artistic um you know elements in the project but the thing about that is when you do that you are it's always a um give and take situation mm. so i was given and taking for like seven different tracks mm. so when i did that after the after you know i went not crazy but i was like not sleeping not eating well like i took such bad care of myself so when Mm. i make when i made that project that was another thing i was like you took such bad care of yourself like i had to scold myself Mm. i wouldn't like every breathing moment any moment i had to think about the project i would think about the project Mm. i wouldn't give myself a break and um i was exhausted when it was released um i had stayed up with the engineer for like I think we did like 12 hours straight mm. from like night into morning. And I remember like getting lost because I stumbled. <laughs> I didn't even know when I was walking. I was like a zombie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it taught me that I need to take better care of myself. But then the important thing that helped me grow musically was that when I was singing the music, I didn't feel like it was me. Mm. 
mm. which was yeah, the bummer. Yeah, because I worked so hard on it. Mm. Oh, I was like, dang it! Like I was like, <laughs> blew it again. No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. no, but it was it was something that um, it was it was great for what it was. But mm. I think through that project, I worked through things I needed to learn. Mm. But the songs had to be finished right. for me to learn it. It wasn't something mm. I was going to learn in the process and edit it and tweak right. it and be good. I had to make the mistake or just, not even mistake, just like, just do that chapter. It's like, I know where I want to be, but you have to get this chapter done. Right. And I couldn't wow. skip it. Wow. So I kind of was treating it as a destination. I was like, this is it. I made this project. I'm so proud of it. Blah, blah, I work so hard. Everybody works so hard, da, 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 da. And then like, you know, once it settled down, I was like, dang it. <laughs> I'm still going like I, there's still a journey and yeah. I think that helped me realize that you're there's it's never a destination it's mm. always you're always moving mm. and you always have something to learn and you always have something to offer but you also have something to receive and grow from other mm. people so that also that messed with my mind a bit because yeah. I really was like all right I reached my destination but I wasn't realizing that there was still a very long yeah. road ahead um, yeah. for me to go so yeah that was fun no that's really, <laughs> it's like that's almost like a, a humility check you yeah know? It's yeah like, I, I think the same thing it's right. like you sort of work on things for a long time right. you put a lot of time and energy right. into it right and you almost expect like after that okay right. yeah i got a certain like right you know right standard now or something right. like that or but it's you're right it's constantly learning right it's constantly like sort right. of getting better and like taking other people's advice exactly and sort of like learning from that experience exactly. you know yeah. you're always learning you never yeah. stop doing that yeah for sure yeah and i think i didn't think i was ever going to stop learning but i don't think i realized the space i wanted to occupy mm. i needed to go through this thing first mm. and i think that a lot of beautiful things happen through this project yeah. i don't knock it at all yeah. i love that it happened i wouldn't change it it is what it is mm -hmm. um and but you know just the people i met through the project or people's response to it it was my first time Spotify. I was like, what is Spotify doing? Like Spotify picked up one of the wow. the songs for their playlist and I yeah. was like, huh? <laughs> and I was like, okay. okay. You know, um, but you know, like a lot of like, you know, cool um, things happen. Um, and connecting to other people, I would never, you know, regret that. Um, but I was also happy with conversations I, I was able to start, you know, I started to have mm. that I didn't have before. Like my engineer would give me like the engineer I worked with, um, he would give me um, uh, like tidbits on sound design. Mm. He's like, this is why this doesn't sound right. This is why it doesn't sound right. So he like, I was like, OK, now I know yeah. next time I record, I can't do this. Right. You know, right, it's right. like it's not acceptable now. We're on a new level. So yeah. just like things like that, I yeah. really appreciated. And. I think that a big thing was performing it because mm. that's when I realized my discomfort with it. Mm, how so? It was like when I sang it, I would, I don't know. I just, I just changed. Like, I think my, my tone musically, I'm really attracted to kind of like these darker polished sounds mm -hmm. and, but I needed to mature to get there. Mm. Like even in my older music, I sound like a kid and I look like <laughs> a kid. So I was like... <laughs> 
He's like, I want to sound like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah. but like um you know like it it was it was just growth that I needed and I mm. that project helped me ask those questions right it helped me talk to people differently like now mm. I could ask okay so this doesn't sound that great or this could be improved upon or this was great or how could your composition improve but when I was performing it the big thing was I was performing it in clubs right in Korea. Mm-hmm. And that changed my writing. Okay. What was that like, like? How did it change? Because the song, the project, it's not really something I considered appropriate for a club, mm-hmm. to be honest. It's something that I imagined singing live right. and making it ex- like like an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also listening to it privately alone in mm-hmm. your room lights off you know that's kind of how i imagine that right but when you sing it and when you, the thing that i was fascinated about and i don't regret it because i was glad that i was uncomfortable because it made me really look at it right um when you sing in a club there's like a there's a rhythm that people there's follow pulse. there's a pulse right yeah. exactly and i felt and i knew the project was experimental mm-hmm. but i felt like i was off that pulse slightly mm. and i was like ah I want to make, I could do all the weird stuff that I like to do in experiment, but I want to be on that pulse while I do mm. it. So when I started writing my new music, I, I thought about that and it changed the way I wrote. Wow. And so I was really happy that that happened. If all that discomfort and whatever mm. led to that discovery, right. like I'm good. Right. That was fantastic. Like, no, that's dope. Yeah. So I was happy about that. So that changed my writing for my new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a teaching point too. Yeah. You think about yeah, it. Yeah. I learned like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Going through that whole process of creating something you know you think is for a certain you know context right right and then like that even being a learning experience and right. like say, oh wait no i can do i can even take it to another level mm-hmm. you know so exactly. i think i see that yeah. i see that for sure so like creating this music and sort of being in korea like did that sort of like sort of shape your sound as well like that environment and like the type of music that is coming out of korea um i think so because i think that what i really appreciated about being in korea was just learning from the DJs there. So, like, mm. there's an area in Korea where a lot of the popular clubs are. It's called Itaewon. Okay. And you'll have uh, various clubs, like, in the same... Square. Whatever. Yeah, same yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, what I liked was the fluidity of the scene in those spaces mm. because the same people that would go to a techno rave or listen to like house would be the same people at the hip hop show that same Mm. night or the next day you know Mm. what I mean so there was there wasn't like oh I only listen to hip hop and I can only appreciate hip hop hardcore yeah crowd for this and that it was very fluid willing to try something yeah and I really like that and I think that's why the music that I was making was received in the way that it was because I I like was dancing mm, between genres mm. and I was playing to a crowd that also dances between genres too so I was like oh this is great <laughs> <laughs> you know so it was interesting to explore wow. that wow. Um, but yeah I learned a lot from being out there um, I frequented like Soap is a club I love mm. out in Seoul um and then uh, shout out to soap i've never been soap. there maybe one day i'll go yeah. <laughs> yeah um you know yeah it was it was um it was a really great experience uh being out there and just communicating with djs too mm. and like seeing what is happening in the states be brought over in korea and i think there's like a there's a disconnect too about mm. um how music is received because the states is like the status quo right it's where you want to break because if you could break in the states you can break anywhere else that's like the mindset behind Mm. it but there are other continents in the world (laughs) (laughs) 
And there are a lot of very powerful music movements happening in those other places. And things will break in Europe or London like way before they come here. Yeah. Way before yeah. they come here. Yeah. But they get like this stamp when mm. it breaks. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not that's that true. it's first. It's just like it gets a stamp. Or that's, I don't know. That's just like a loose observation I made. Right. Um, but in Korea, like, the 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 music trends i felt that it was very forward thinking i don't mm. know just maybe because of my limited experiences i don't really go clubbing here mm-hmm. but i felt like people were open to a lot of different genres and like different styles and would get behind it right. um you know there's always like also trend trend people who follow trends it's everywhere right um but i felt like there were pockets of people um creating unique experiences so i was really attracted to that and then even some of my friends people i got to befriend like apro is a producer i worked with he's so talented mm. you know so i was really like you know happy to work with people like that and like learn like different mindsets of other mm. artists and stuff like that absolutely so, wow yeah wow man like, it was really like yeah they were my teachers no seriously and, it, and for me like this mm. for someone who's heard your music mm. and now that you sort of like even explaining the story mm. of like even that square of where all those different clubs were. Right. I can almost see your music is almost like a personification of that experience. Right. That fluidity. Right. It's like, I'm seeing that. And right. I'm hearing it now. Wow. I'm like, oh, now this makes sense, you know? So that's so dope to hear. Yeah. You know? And yes, yeah, amazing. Thank it's you. Amazing. Yeah. It was a great experience. Great year. <laughs> but now I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm what's excited. It, yeah, what's it like being back, you know? I felt like a tourist again. <laughs> like, I, like, it was crazy. Like, yeah. I felt like I worked so hard mm. to acclimate to the differences in Korean culture, like the mm. language. And like, I was just like, I have to... You were in it. Yeah, so I had to make my way and just focus on that. So yeah. when I came to New York, like one of the things I liked about <laughs> Korea was that like my Korean is low, it's elementary. Mm-hmm. So I loved being surrounded by people that wouldn't talk to me. Is that weird? No, I understand what you mean. I, I yeah. felt like yeah, I yeah. was visible, but also like posted. On, on a, yeah, on a different plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and people would like, I like it happens from time to time, but not like New York where yeah. everybody's screaming at you all the time. <laughs> uh, so when I came to the airport, and someone was talking to me, I was like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I like, got startled. startled right? Yeah, I like, got startled. I was like, "Why are you talking to me?" <laughs> no, that's real. That's yeah. real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, New York has been great. It's been great being back. I did a show like two days after I touched down. Mm. Um, so I went to LA first yeah. for like ten days, and then I came to New York March like and close to the end of March and mm-hmm. I did a show in Elsewhere in Bushwick yeah of course that's such a good yo venue. that's such a dope venue shout out to Elsewhere yeah. and I love that venue like man. oh my Atlanta it I wish so I would <laughs> sorry <laughs> I wish I would have been there yeah it was like oh man the sound was so good the yeah. sound guy was killing it so kind and it was just really great experience I felt really comfortable performing and yeah. when I feel comfortable performing it's a wrap yeah. like I'll, I'll go you know because I could yeah. I, I'm not worried I'm such a worry worrywart <laughs> so like if I'm singing and I don't feel the song 100% or I can't um, hear myself or something like that mm-hmm. all those things are going through my head mm-hmm. I'm not good at relaxing so it's like I need to <laughs> be good but when I was there I was like I don't have to worry about anything yeah, what let's yeah, go yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it, was, it was really good no I think we're the we're the same in that way yeah. it's like I, I don't know if you are but I'm an overthinker mm. <laughs> <laughs> so like but but 
when everything's on point, like it's a, it's a rap. It's Chill a rap. Like yeah. whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna kill it. Right, exactly. You know, so I fully understand that. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah, so I yeah. felt really, I felt like that feels nice. That was like a <laughs> that was a good way to come back to New York just yeah. after being back after two days oh, yeah. for only two days. Wow. Um and so since then, um I've been just focused. So I'm producing my next project myself. Nice. So it's my first time taking on the producer side yeah. in this capacity. So I've slowed down and I'm just working on making that project mm. and like kind of like looking for um, a more powerful way to build a like a community around the project. Right. right. Like I want to really reach people because I feel like I just came back to New York. I'm like yeah. starting fresh. Um, I want people to come to my shows and have a certain feeling about it. Um, and I want to create this experience because I feel like my narrative. How do I say this? I feel like I have a narrative that I want to share mm -hmm. that's just different. Mm. Not not better or whatever. It's just different. Like I yeah. feel like you know, I was that kid, grew up super sheltered, um, loved anime, mm. Um, mm. Sailor Moon, all Ooh, of the things. Classic. Like Inuyasha. <laughs> I'm about to just list all the things. Like, I just love animation. You know, so I was very like reserved kid. I was always like I don't use that word. Mm. I don't use always because not a lot of things are always. But I was always off. Like I fit, didn't fit. Yeah. And it's yeah, not yeah, even yeah, like yeah. oh, like I don't fit. Like I literally. Right never fit yeah, and it wasn't never. like you were in trying no I wasn't yeah. trying I just yeah. didn't always, I didn't think the way other people thought um, mm. sometimes or the spaces that I was in so I feel I feel now that I'm in a space to like tell that story mm. and I feel like I want to reach I'm not saying like oh there's no one else like me out there I, I know that there are people who are like that and I want to share a narrative that's like just different just mm. my experience mm. I just want to share my experience and I hope that other people who feel like they're on the outskirts of what's going on know that they're not alone right. in right. how they're feeling and yeah. it's totally fine and they should actually embrace it because once I started really embracing who I was mm. you know it's it's, it's a wrap like it's, <laughs> You're fine. it's fine it's all good yeah that's real that's yeah, real so. man yeah I'm excited to hear this yeah I'm excited yeah and it just sounds like from the the previous projects mm. that you've worked on is sort of the learning that you've done yeah. from the people around you and yeah. the producers. Right. Now you're using that right. to create your own project. Right. You know, so right. it's like you're taking all of the experiences that you've had thus far and, right. and using it and applying it. Right. Which is dope. Yeah. Which is dope. I needed that kick. I needed yeah. to like yeah, okay, yeah. produce your own stuff now. Right. Do it. Like, okay. <laughs> Challenge yourself. Yeah, yeah, I need I needed to do it. That's um real. But yeah, like that, and that's why I was happy about making that video because it was my first video, mm. and I was happy to finally have something to show people like what my personality is mm. like. Because mm -hmm. like I don't, I look like a child, but on no. the inside, <laughs> I'm a grown man. No, I'm just kidding. But it's like, no, 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 I'm just kidding. But it's like, it's like you know hey, what I mean. Hey. It's just like, it's you just know? like the the ways the way that I wanted to show the art. Right. Um, I'm not a very like sexual person. I like to, uh, I like like darker and straightforward. Like I watched mm. so many gangster movies with my dad, yeah, and yeah. I love that type of like the rise and fall of man. I love that sort of story. So I'd watch like like my next video is like the reference, major reference to Scarface, mm. major reference mm. to Scarface, and so like I love that story, and I love not glorifying violence or indulgence, but showing the 
weakness of like carnal desire. Yeah. I love blowing that up. Yeah. And ex- yeah. like, just look at what you're doing. You know, yeah. like, I, I love that. So wow. I'm happy to have, a, um, to have that video and kind of start to introduce myself that way visually that and start to tell a story, wow. which will be a theme in like my other music. Always a lesson yeah. for the positive. Yeah. I try yeah. to make, to make. Well, I just want to say, I'm going to link the video in this episode and everything Yay. because I want people to see it. Yeah. And to be honest, like for you to say that's your first video, mm. I'm like really impressed. Thank you. Like what went into that process in terms of making that? Um, so I worked with Corleo on it. Mm-hmm. Say, <laughs> what's, uh, what's up? <laughs> um, so um, he is the director of this film company called August Frogs mm. that are based in Seoul. Um, and I reached out to him because I saw the quality of his video, but mm. a lot of the videos that I saw of his were very like hip hop oriented. Mm-hmm. But there was just something about the cinematography. I was like. This can live in this another maybe, world. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what if what if we like did that? And he was so on board mm. and he killed it. <laughs> and it was just great because he and it was great it was great timing because he told me actually that he didn't want to just like do those videos. He wanted mm. to explore different styles too. He was too. looking for that. Yeah, so it was like perfect timing. Wow, wow. Uh, so we ended up creating uh, you know, that video together. Um, and I I liked him because I knew he was crazy. Because I have ideas, and I sometimes I'll throw them out there to see how people respond. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, that person's not gonna get that, or not gonna roll with that. Right. Totally cool. But I'm just, I'm just testing it. Yeah. So like, I will just think freely, and I don't really like so, something's gotta be like crazy for me to be like, that's crazy. <laughs> like it, ha- it has to for be you? like yeah, crazy yeah. like, for me. Like, <laughs> what you mean crazy? Like, let's talk about crazy. Like I have so many. I watch too many movies. Like, yeah. It's hard for me to be like, oh, son, you bugging this right, too much. Right, I'm not. Right. It's gonna take a lot. <laughs> um, so I was like, son, I want to stand on a truck. And he's like, all right, just be careful. I was like, I know he's the one. That's all he said. He was just like, yeah. Okay, Go for just it. be careful. Because you start big, mm. and then you chip away at what can't be done. Mm-hmm. So I really like that when I told him, I was like, can, can we have a truck moving, and can I stand on it? And yeah. he's like, yeah, just be careful. I was like, thank you. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that I will. Yeah, you know, I was yeah, like, yeah. I get it. I, we can talk about Other th- bigger things. ideas, <laughs> and it's just like the logistics of how to get it done. Right. It wasn't like, oh, that's a weird idea. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Don't call like, me weird. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. You're weird. No, I'm just but you know, it, it was just—it was really. He was really um, open to trying new things. So I think the video came together really beautifully. Yeah. And it was—it was—it was the best and like worst day of my life because mm, we shot 24 hours straight. Mm. Almost died. No, I'm just kidding. But I like. Yeah. When I say it was one of the greatest days of my life, it really was. But when I say I also wanted to strangle, like, <laughs> like I just wanted to hurt <laughs> something. Something inanimate. Yeah. <laughs> um but we we met up for like makeup and 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 hair and stuff midnight right left to and i had um i had casted six models for it so it was a very busy busy day and um by 3 a.m we're driving out and um we get there maybe six or something but the sun hasn't come up yet so we're like killing time or or getting situated yeah and we're at this like gorgeous beach i don't even remember where we were but we were outside seoul we did Mm -hmm. like three locations we did a beach like a field 
and then an indoor studio. Mm. So we were outside Seoul. So when we weren't shooting, we were driving. Right. And we like I got back home. I left. I got to the meeting point at midnight on Sunday. On Saturday, so Friday going into Saturday at midnight. Right. And got home at like 4 a.m. Sunday going into Monday. Like I was like done. How did you do it? I don't know. Because the models got to leave like two, three hours before I did because there was a part of the video that like the intro part was just me. I was like, y'all go home. Like They went above and beyond. Like They were so, 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 so great. Mm. Um, And... um, I was exhausted, but like that scene with the water, mm-hmm. that was last, That we had to shoot that last mm-hmm. because my hair got all curly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, we gotta do this last. This last one. <laughs> I woke up so fast because it was freezing. <laughs> like they fill that up with a hose yeah. like, out from outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, just stick your face in it. I was like, just give me a second. <laughs> I was like, just one minute. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I like stuck my face in there. I was like, okay, I'm up. <laughs> okay, what are we doing next? You know, it's like, yeah. But um, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, it was it was a whole Korean cast, so mm. it was really funny because sometimes they'll be like getting in position for this video, and I wouldn't even know what's going yeah. on in my own video. <laughs> I was like, "What'd you say?" Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, can you say it one more time? But yeah, everybody was lovely. Um, stylist uh, Jay Chang, um, makeup artist Ronnie, like hair Jungmin, like everybody, like camera assistant, like lighting. Every I can't even mm. like thank them enough for like how um, especially the assistant director too, like how much people came together to make it work. So I was really touched by that, mm. and like it was 24 hours, but people weren't like, oh, I don't, you know, everybody right. was like, let's get it done, let's In get it. it done, and I love being surrounded by people like that because that's how I am mm. and you don't find that often right. like who do you find like it's gonna sit there for 24 hours and not complain and get it done yeah. and I don't expect that of other people right. so I was really touched that that's what they gave me you right. know that's what they put in 100% yeah. and, and like I'm so glad you even acknowledged that yeah because of course I was like, super touched by it especially when you're collaborating yeah. with people mm-hmm. it's very uh, I don't even say rare but mm-hmm. you just value it when mm-hmm. people are as passionate about your right. work as right. you are right you know right. like right. that right. means a lot so right. that just makes the, the end product that much better right and it shows it shows it yeah, shows. yeah. Like we, we did that yeah we made that <laughs> you know it's it was, it's real. It was really lovely yeah. it's real it's real yeah so I'm happy that's out um and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to my my next project yeah I'm excited to be producing it um yeah I don't know I just yeah I'm excited I'm looking forward yeah. to it I'm looking forward to it so um, before we close, can you tell people like where they can find you, your music, everything? Um, so my name is Dove. Uh, so it's D-U-V-V, but everything, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even SoundCloud, just I am Dove, I-A-M-D-U-V-V, and I'll pop up. Awesome. Awesome. Yay. Once again, I just have to say thank you because like just even the the story that you shared now I feel like there's so much truth in it and there's so much in it where I feel like a lot of people can like grow and learn from I hope so yeah and (laughs) and even just to hear you say like you know you know your experience is sort of being like you know sort of the odd one out or off right, a little right. bit in a good way right you know I think so many people can relate to that yeah you know, including myself right you know so I feel like your story is really powerful Thank and you. I'm so looking forward to how this next project is sort of going to bring that into fruition for you you yeah. know and then we'll have another conversation about where life is but I just feel like you're, you're moving in the right direction for real for real thank you absolutely it. absolutely so thanks for having me 100 yeah. 100 so once again 
This is Taj Alexander on the open canvas with Dove. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.